0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Brown Girl Power Hour. I'm your co-host Candace,
1: and your other co-host CR and as always we are so excited to be here for another episode and we're gonna go ahead and just pretty much jump right into Brown Girl Banter for today and you know Candace, we always share our personal experiences with our listeners and our followers and we do that on purpose right we do that intentionally to make sure that they feel included and that we're friends like sitting on a couch talking so for today's brown girl banter we're going to talk about taking breaks from social media
0: yeah because it definitely helps with your mental health so why did you choose this topic Ciara what's up
1: You know, I've been going through something lately, you know, some death in the family, some stress, trying to make some boss moves. Nothing comes easily. So just been really working hard to try to achieve all of these goals that I've set for myself. And one of the things I noticed was how many times I opened social media. It wasn't necessarily like how much time I spent on social media, but how many times my finger, without me even thinking about it, went to the social media tab. And I was just bouncing back and forth. Between like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It was just like a a triangle that I was just lost in. Every time I go on social media, I end up feeling bad about myself. Not because I'm insecure, not because I have doubts about myself, but everyone is in different places of their lives, right? And so while I'm trying to, you know, stack some money, right? I go on social media and see somebody with just hundreds of dollars and I know. You know, they don't have the work ethic that I do. Right. And it's just like, how the heck did this happen? And it's not like I'm hating on them. It's just like, okay, but I'm over here, you know, trying to do this. And you start comparing yourself to people without really realizing it. And also... I'm a military girlfriend. We all know this, right? So I've in some military like spouse groups or you know, military handle it like a boss groups. And a lot of those women are getting like broken up with, like maybe a week before their spouse is supposed to come home or their spouse comes home and out of nowhere they break up with them maybe a couple days after being home or whatever. And it really started weighing me down because this is our first deployment, right? And I never asked to be a military girlfriend. I never, (laughs) I actually really was against it. In the beginning of us dating, I really pushed her away because I did not want to be a military girlfriend. So to be in those Facebook pages and stuff. And then to see all these people are like, I was with my husband for seven years and he asked me for a divorce yesterday. It's just really disheartening, right? And while we've been handling this deployment pretty well, you never really know what's going on in their head. And that's just kind of always been an insecurity of mine. And that's kind of what social media does it plays on your insecurities so much, you know, so much so. And then also a huge thing. Are all the racial things that are going on, all of the racial injustices, and not only just racial, but even, you know, just the systemic oppression, because, you know, black people aren't the only ones oppressed by the government at the moment. But to see people on social media, everybody has an opinion, right? But when you see how badly based those opinions are in fake facts, it, blows my mind as a scholar and as someone who prides themselves on learning everything they can about something. And I just had to delete it, right? Like just just the stupidity of people, the military post, you know, seeing people in different stages and, you know, putting unnecessary and harmful pressure on myself. Not, not that drive and that motivation kind of pressure that you need to succeed at your goals, but that that pressure that you're not good enough or you're not where you should be, right? And my therapist always says this thing, be careful when you should, because if you should too much, you're going to shoot all over yourself. I didn't curse, but you know what I'm trying to say. And that is pretty much what I was doing. I kept shooting myself and shooting myself. And finally, I got tired of shooting all over myself. So I just eliminated the problem. And I downloaded one app um, earlier this afternoon, and I just downloaded Facebook. I didn't download Messenger. I didn't download anything else, just Facebook. And I said, you know, if I saw anything that was negative, I was immediately just going to scroll past. Like, I wasn't even going to give it my attention. And so I'm slowly, you know, getting back to it. But that's why I took this particular social media break this time.
0: Those are some very beautiful points that you made. And I have a couple commentary on some of them. So when you were saying that you just felt yourself going to social media kind of subconsciously, that's actually a study has been done on that. And social media has been made to be addicting. So as a software engineer, I study things like this. They want you to be on there for as long as possible because that's how they make their money. The endless scroll, that alone is so addicting and people don't realize it. Social media is made to connect with you psychologically so that you stay on for longer and you invest more of yourself in there and you input more data because then we can use all that free information you're giving us to create kind of the world around you, kind of just like when people say, oh, I was just talking or thinking about that shirt and now it's all up over my timeline. That's because you give us so much free information that we can do that. So it's really scary if you think about it at the end of the day, but that, that was my comment on that. It's very addicting and they made it to be that way specifically. And, um, Another thing you said was you'll go on there and you'll see people with all this money and you feel like you're working so much harder than them and then they're just just out there with their money showing it off. I want to comment on that by saying, one, all money is not good money, so you don't know where they're getting it from. But two, we never truly know how much work people are putting in behind the scenes unless we're like communicating with them every day and they're expressing that. So I wanted to make that comment on that. And then you were saying how a lot of military wives are getting broken up with or girlfriends are getting broken up with. And I want to say, because I keep re- I was reading the book called The Secret and it's by Rhonda Byrne, I think. And she was saying thoughts become things and our thoughts are so powerful. It's kind of like a uh, radio radio waves going out. We're pulling all the things that we focus on into our lives. So if we're like, well, I don't want that to be me. The universe doesn't hear that. It hears, well, you're focusing on this. So clearly you really do want it. Manifesting is such a powerful thing and I'm getting more into it lately. And it's crazy how the life that we live today, if we truly take a look back, we manifested it. We manifested being here, whether we know it or not. It's all about what we've been focusing on and what we gave our energy to. And so if you don't want that, don't even think about it. Think about your loving girlfriend. She loves you so much. You love her so much and just Bask in that because for every one person that are breaking up and posting it on social media, there's a hundred of them that are living happily behind closed doors that we don't know about. So try to think of that, think of it that way. And even if we don't think that there's a hundred people behind closed doors living happily, we can be that exception choose to be that exception. The next one I wanted to comment on was social injustice. And it's so heartbreaking every time I see it on my timeline. And now you're right. I do scroll past it quickly because it's my energy. It just changed my mood so much. I, I notice how much it alters my state, even if I close out of the app. Now I'm walking around my home upset when although like these people do need our sympathy and they do need our attention and we still need to fight for the change we do need to realize that taking a break from it is healthy so that you can come back with a fresh pair of eyes and like fight as hard as you can so those are my comments on what you said and For me, personally, why I take social media breaks is to help me refocus on what I really want because you'd be surprised how many of our beliefs sway based on what we see. For example, when you said that so many people are breaking up, now it's bringing in so much fear into you and your relationship, whereas before, if you didn't see that, you would be like just happily going on with your beautiful girlfriend, you know? So you just have to be careful. I would definitely encourage our listeners to take an inventory on yourself and see how much social media changes your mindset. For example, the nine to five versus the entrepreneur cycle that we're seeing right now, where everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, it seems like. And it's that's fine. That's all good and well if that's truly what you want to do. If it's truly like in your core, you're like, this is for me and not just, Oh, I hate my boss. So I'm going to be an entrepreneur or I hate working nine to five. So I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs work all night. They have to be so disciplined. They have to just put in so much more work than people often realize. And that maybe that's why so many businesses fail, but It takes a lot more work than social media is making it seem like. It seems like, oh, it's all glitz and glam, but that's not really it. And working a nine-to-five is not a bad thing. Don't worry about what Twitter is telling you. Working a nine-to-five is a good, viable source of income, and it can be very fulfilling. So I totally just encourage you guys to take a look. Uh, what you truly want, take a step back from social media and say, does this fit the life that I'm trying to live? And not, I'm not trying to live this person that I'm following on Instagram's life. Like their life may look amazing right now and it may be incredible, but you can also make your life unique and incredible within yourself. Those are my two cents on taking social media breaks. They're really so refreshing. It brings you back with just peace in your heart and a refreshed eyes, and you can just, I don't know, it just feels lighter.
1: Yeah, I get that. I really, I really get that. Well, I'm happy I didn't let my thoughts get out of control. Let's flash back to retrain your thoughts. It got to a point, you know, when after looking at like the military spouses, that I was like, well, I don't know everything that she's done for him. I don't know what their situation looks like. All I can do is speak for my situation. And what I can say, and I'm so happy to say is, my girlfriend and I have not in any way lost any kind of love since disappointment deployment has started. If anything, we've only gained love and more respect and understanding um, and appreciation for one another. because. You have to go beyond the mold. You have to go above and beyond. I can't kiss her. I can't hug her after a long day, right? We're on different time schedules. So we had to rearrange our schedules. And when it really comes down to it, both of our focus on this deployment is the same thing. And we're both doing our part, her over there, me over here. To make sure that that happens and make sure that when she gets home, we are set to take the next steps that we're trying to take. And that focus and that drive and us believing in ourselves and our relationship is really what has and what will continue to carry us through this deployment until she gets home.
0: And I believe in you both, my love. So that takes us into. (laughs) <laughs> no problem. That takes us into our topic today, which is brown girl, believe in yourself. So what does that mean to you, See, What does it mean to believe in yourself? To believe in yourself is to know what you are
1: capable of and to go after it. That's the short and simple way to say it for me. What
0: about you, Candace? I think believing in yourself is betting on you, your drive, your follow through and trusting that your skills and your drive will get you across whatever threshold that is. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like putting the eggs in your basket. Got it.
1: Well, you know, everyone has different definitions of what believing in yourself may look like. But you have to go through certain things or be taught how to believe in yourself. For me, I had to teach myself how to believe in myself. Mm. Yeah. I, and I, I didn't have I, my parents to teach me that.
0: Right. And I believe that's kind of the best way to learn because you know you the best. So when you will come out and say, I know my drive, that means... For example, me, I'm willing to bet it all on me because I believe in my follow through and I'm willing to do anything that falls within my morals. So you got to put that in there. It has to fall within my morals to get to the end goal, whatever the end goal is for me. But that can be painful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) like it is. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. But that's fine. It's never if you expect it to be easy, everybody would do it. But look around you. Everybody is kind of sleeping around us. The majority of the world is asleep. They're awake, but they're asleep. Because it's hard and no one wants to feel that pain to be reborn.
1: A good story for me of like, not for me personally, like I'm not the subject of the story, but a real good come up story where nobody believed in that person. And then they came, started on everybody was cardi b and i only can say this because i watched love and hip-hop at the time because i liked cardi i didn't watch love and hip-hop for anybody else but cardi i loved her as a character on there i really did i just thought she was so genuine and she was her you know and she was unapologetically her and i appreciated that. that and i loved that and she is still like that and i Oh my goodness. Love Cardi B y'all.
0: You know what I love about Cardi is that she cut her voice so sharp that it could not be mistaken for anybody else. She carved out a part for herself. I've been following her for so long. She's been genuine to herself this entire time. I love that about her. And you know, Candice, I
1: know you don't watch Love and Hip Hop because you know, that's not your cup of tea. But On there is DJ Self. And I looked it up because DJ Self is worth a couple million. So it's not like he's no little ragtag DJ. And DJ Self literally would not invest in her. He would not invest his time or anything into her at all. Her craft, her art, anything. He literally looked her in her face and was like, you basically won't be a rapper. And he did not bet on her. And then she was like, okay, you're not going to help me? I'm going to do it myself. And that's what makes it so much sweeter. That right there. And the fact that like, I know that reality TV isn't always reality, but he had the power to uplift her. He had the power to open a door for her. He had the power to give her that time and to take the actual time out to harness her energy because whereas in the beginning she may have been a little rough around the edges who comes out and is completely polished nobody they learn from bumping into other things failing falling down standing back up again and she was like okay y'all think that I am only an exotic dancer y'all think that I am nothing more than that
0: I'm gonna show you and now look but I think him not believing in her is so vital to believing in yourself. That's the decision point. You have to make a choice because life brings you to crossroads all the time. That was her crossroad because she could have said, oh, well, he's so prominent and he has all this influence, but he doesn't believe in me. So I'm going to quit. I'm not going to believe in myself. She could have said that, but she chose the other path. She said, well, I still see the end goal for me. And although I don't know how I'm going to get there, I'm willing to go walk through this path to get into the arena because I'm ready to fight. I love that. Because I I feel like a lot of us, every single one of us that have wanted success in any way, we're going to get to the point where it's going to be so easy, so much easier if we just said, you know what, I'm just going to turn back. It's going to be more comfortable. It's just going to feel better in that moment. But ask anybody on their deathbed, what is their worst regrets? Usually it's not taking a chance on themselves. And I love that she did that for herself.
1: Yeah. And that's why when people are like, oh, she's only this, and I'm like, "Mm -mm, don't put her in a box just because your brain can't comprehend that her past is not going to define her future. People are allowed to change, and people don't give them room to change. Cardi is such a testament of believing in yourself. And that to me is why she is a role model, not because of what she wears, but when it comes to social justice, she speaks up because that's her being herself. When it comes to acknowledging when she's wrong, she can do that. And those are the things that we need to teach our younger girls, our younger listeners, you know, how to in the face of adversity still say no this is me and I'm gonna bet on me it's so
0: vast she doesn't have to be one thing she encompasses so much like yes she was an exotic dancer but she's a rapper and she's a mom and she speaks out on political injustices and she uses her platform for good and she's fun but yet she can be serious she's just so vast that's the word she encompasses so much and I don't think a lot of people give her the chance that she needs take a look at all that she's done and yeah you may not like her music style and whatever but I think it's liberating I think it's beautiful, exactly what she's doing. Like, WAP is out right now, and we are not even sponsored. But y'all should listen to it if that's your style. <laughs> well, Candace,
1: I think, you know, I should ask, why did you choose this topic? Because, you know, brown girls, Candace and I just make the topics uh, based on things that we may currently be going through or thoughts that we may be having. So, Candace picked this one. And she was very excited about it. And I was obviously very excited about it, but she pitched it. So
0: Candace, what made you want to do this? I think this podcast is very important and not just our podcast, but Anything that teaches you how to believe in yourself is very important because everyone struggles with it. I chose this because I was struggling with this at the time. I wanted to start a new venture. I didn't think I was good enough for it. And I started reading the book, The Secret, and I started meditating and I started praying. And I realized that I have all that I need to begin. All I needed was to believe in myself. Everything that I needed to begin was in me and I will pick up more tools along the way. But, in the beginning, you need belief you you don't know what the future holds. no one does. We're taking a gamble, so I had to realize that I had a lack of belief in myself, and it wasn't an incompetency or a lack of skill that I had. it was just a lack of belief and so when I realized that, and then I started practicing um believing in myself because it is a practice it's a daily practice, I saw. Tremendous results so early that I was mind blown. It was like, geez, if other people just knew how to believe in themselves, and and if I could save them time of doing all the research and watching all the TED talks and reading all the blogs and all the psychology um, postings, the scholarly articles that I had or um, the discussions with my therapy, if I can save them all that time and and put this in an hour-long podcast, that could be so helpful because I needed that. And so that's why I chose this because I know that all the girls and guys listening to this or whoever you are, however you identify listening to this, have so many goals and probably ones that scare them definitely ones that scare them. And I want to encourage people to just take a chance on yourself. Just bet on yourself for a second, for a minute. Just give yourself a month. Bet on yourself for a month. Positive thoughts only, optimism only, no negative thoughts, no negative speech, like no complaining, none of that. Give yourself 30 days to put in all the work required and just Believe and see how much your life change. That's why I wanted Mm. to do this.
1: Mm. Preach, Pastor. Okay, so that's why you wanted to do it. Okay, I'm encouraged. (laughs) I'm listening to the podcast. I'm encouraged. I want to learn how to believe in myself. What are my next steps? What do I do?
0: All right, that's beautiful. I'm so glad that you asked this question. So the first thing. Is knowing that you are the driver of your own success. Believing in yourself isn't saying that you won't fail, it's just saying that even if you do fail, I will find the inner strength to overcome and embrace the journey that is life. So, the first thing I did was that re- is realizing that it starts with you believing in yourself is finding the inner reservoir of strength and resiliency so how would you do this maybe for you it would be meditating and practicing self affirmations or grounding yourself in the morning going for a walk and just be be with you in nature or in whoever brings you peace so like today i know you went for a walk with bailey Bailey's her dog, everyone. And when you FaceTime me, it looked so beautiful where you were walking and there was water and all that tranquility. So taking time to sit out there and meditating, it helps you weed out the noise and helps you focus on your core beliefs, your core competencies, and all the things that you want. So you start there. You start with sitting down, realizing that no one's coming to save you, realizing no one, there's no Calvary coming, okay? you got to put in the work. And like you said earlier, it's hard. That's step one. It's hard to say, well, I have a chance to change my life. Like it starts with me. It's a big step to believing that. So that's the first thing that I would say to do. Okay.
1: Yeah. That walk in the park with Bailey was really good. Brown girls, I've been trying to lose weight and I am happy to say that in the last in the last maybe eight months or so, I've lost 20 pounds. I didn't have really like a hard workout regimen or anything, but I just started watching what I ate, what time I ate, um, how much water I was drinking, all that good stuff. And today as a celebration of losing almost 25 pounds, I went for a nice little half a mile walk in the park with my pup and we had a great time. And goodness, you're right. My mind was very clear. Normally, y'all, I try to keep Candace on Facetime all the time because I am so lonely sometimes being in this house and being a military girlfriend. But I called her once, and that was when Bailey took a little dip in the lake, and then I was okay. Call you later. Bye. (laughs) And that
0: was great. Okay, so I've done that. Now what? Thing is, knowing that it starts with you. The second thing is examining your beliefs. So asking yourself how to believe in yourself opens the door to many other questions, like where did my unbelief come from in the first place? Why don't I believe in myself? Who instilled that in me? What experience instilled that with me? It, uh, instilled that within me. And then challenge those and try to replace those limiting beliefs with positive ones. So whether you have to create a whole list of the things that you don't believe about yourself and then on the other hand like on the other side of the page write down some powerful beliefs that could rewrite those negative ones because those are going to take time to rewrite so whenever they come up in you you're going to have to check your little list and say actually this is what I prefer to believe in this moment because your thoughts become things so when you challenge those negative thoughts, you're now giving yourself the opportunity to flourish and pull in all those positivity that you do want in your life. So all that negative negativity that you're focusing on, whether you believe it or not, whether you realize it or not, you're manifesting that more into your life. So if you complain and you're pondering about all the things that like you don't want to fight with this person, you want to be more positive, all of that, you're pulling in all other beliefs to be more negative, all other reasons to be more negative. So if you switch that, switch that narrative, you're going to pull in much more things that you will be grateful for. That's number two. Examine your beliefs, find out where they came from and rewrite them.
1: I love that part about, you know, where that not believing in yourself comes from. And I think that kind of plays on what we talked about last week, which was Who's that voice in your head? When I fail or when I feel like I am not meeting the expectations, whether they're mine or, you know, the person in front of me, I immediately flash back to stuff that was said to me as a child by my parent. You know, that's usually the first thing that comes to my head. I hear all those times that you know, I was too sensitive or I was, I was too nice. I was too friendly, right? Like, what the heck does that mean? I was a kid. I love being friendly. Like, that's just how I was. And growing up, you know, I had to, I had to separate from that when I got to college a lot of the believing in myself came to me when I was in college. I was very uncomfortable in that new space. And uncomfortable spaces, that's usually when you grow. And that's where believing in myself kind of started. But Candace, I still haven't
0: mastered it. So what's step three? So step three is to get inspired. I believe in the law of attraction, obviously, because I've been mentioning it. Throughout this whole podcast, but you attract what you truly focus on. So if it's negativity, then you can't really be surprised when your life is filled with it. Find people, books, videos, podcasts that inspire you and make you want to jump up and go. Find people who are living the life that you eventually want to live, and just follow them and and fill your space with them and fill your mind, and so that you can draw in. All the things you need to move forward in that. Wow. Who knew you were so philosophical, bestie? This is,
1: I love this. We always knew you were smart, but woo girl. Okay. I'm so proud. I am a proud best friend and co host right now. I think that law of attraction is so important our friendship is I feel like a clear testament of this yeah look at how great our lives have improved since we got close again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not because I did anything special or you did anything special you know all we did was challenge each other whenever we said we couldn't do something. Mm -hmm. Why not? What's holding you back? And then that is what led us to say, oh, wait, we actually can do this. And brown girls, that's so important. And don't, don't get it twisted. Candace and I do not have a perfect friendship. We are still working things out. We are still learning each other. We are still finding a happy medium between both of our needs as you know humans as well as our needs as friends, you know like we're still balancing those things and one thing we can say though is that we make it work. We Definitely. give each other space. we respect one another. We don't agree on everything but we don't make it an argument when we don't agree right and that's really important so surrounding yourself with those people is huge for believing in yourself especially when you're starting new chapters in your life because starting that chapter is just a blank page that's mm-hmm. scary and yeah Candace has been doing a lot of different ventures and I don't even know everything y'all like I don't <laughs> I don't even know everything but all I do is, you know, support her. I'll call her and she like, hold on, babe. about to do yoga. And I'm like, all right, call me back. And then she calls me back and we chit-chat for a little bit. Or, you know, if she seems a little down, I'm like, all right, honey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have some you time. You look like, you know, you need a moment. She goes, okay. All <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay, I know you needed it. You just were too polite to say it. And <laughs> so... We're still balancing it, but that is so important. Okay, so I have, I have the knowledge that it starts with me. Okay, and I'm encouraged, right? So then the next thing was I evaluated, you know, my disbelief in whatever's going on. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Now I have friends around me. Now what? What's the next step? Because I don't 100% believe in myself yet. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's two more steps. The fourth step is to face your fear. Fear is one of the top reasons some people don't chase their dreams. It's human nature to feel it, but does applying for a job put you in grave danger? Probably not, which is why you should feel the fear and do it anyway. That's a book by Susan Jeffers that I recommend. To do that, try to remember past successes. Sometimes the receipt that we need is within us. You've gotten jobs before. You've learned a similar skill before. By focusing on the positives, you can create a mindset of abundance that outshines fear. So here's the thing. I was reading a book. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's been a couple months since I've read it. and. In the book, I remember she said she was talking to fear in her life, basically, and she said to fear, hey, I know that you have to come along on this journey because you feel like you have to, but here's the thing. Me and adventure are taking this journey. Only us two can drive. You can sit in the back seat and shut up. You cannot ever, ever touch the wheel of this car. This is me and adventure's journey. And because you want to tag along, you can come, but never, ever think you're able to drive my destiny. And I think it's, it's powerful to say that out loud sometimes to fear when it's like, I understand that you think you're protecting me, but this is nothing for me to be scared about. So yes, you're doing your job. Thank you for doing your job. But right now I don't need it. So please shut up.
1: (laughs) Wow. I love the way that you put that as someone who really loves comparisons, metaphors, analogies and all that good stuff. I love that. You can't drive my car. I'm sorry. You wouldn't let your little six-year-old petty cousin drive your car. Why would you let fear drive your car? You know, why would you let fear control things? Absolutely. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Exactly. And that's honestly like whoever wrote his speech was great because
0: (laughs) we love that. Like and. It was actually a lady and it's a lady that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She wrote a different book that I was listening to on the, I can't remember on a long drive or something, but I can't remember what it's called. See, women, keep them around.
1: (laughs) Always. Um, I love that. Okay. How do I not let my fear control me? Especially in the moment where I hit a wall, because it might be easy to say it out loud, But how do I really convince myself that fear is not in control?
0: Well, I think you have to make things physical for yourself. So whether it is you pull out your journal and write down what the goal is, what are you trying to get to? Cool. You have the goal. Where is the wall? What's blocking you at this moment? Because now it's like you hit the wall and fear creeps in or is fear the wall that you hit? What is it for you?
1: I mean, it depends on the person. It depends Mm -hmm. on the situation as well. For me, let's just say, let's talk about me, right? I'll be your patient for right now. So Dr. Candace, I've been, you know, looking for some new job opportunities just because I'm ready to take the next step in my life. And that has been scary. And I actually applied for a company that rejected me last year. And I got an interview. However, in the moment prior to applying for that job, I was fearful that I was going to waste my time if I applied for it.
0: Okay. So here's my thing fear comes to trigger the fight, flight, or freeze response. Applying for a job, does that put you in physical danger? Nah. No. It does not put you in physical danger. So there's nothing to run from. There's nothing to fight. And there's, there's nothing to freeze up about. So when you recognize that, you say, okay, I applied for this job. And in the past, they've rejected me before. Rejection is a part of life. But it doesn't mean it's a stopping point. That's not the end of the road. It's kind of, it's simply just a detour. So when you the fear comes in, when you're applying for a job, you can say to it, or I know you, you're my friend, you like to say things out loud or you like to write it down. Make it physical. I definitely recommend doing this because if you try to fight it in your head, you're probably going to lose. The battleground is in your head. So let's just make it physical right now so you can beat it on paper. So you put it down. I'm applying for this job. Here are the qualities that I have to get this job. I believe in myself to get this job. I have the skills. I have the knowledge. I can do this. So you look at that and then you look at fear and you can tell fear, actually, there's no mountain lion coming over the mountain right now to eat me. So what exactly are you bringing up my adrenaline for? There's nothing to run away from. There's nothing to fight. What's going on? So you talk to fear kind of like you, like you like to personify things, personify it Like, hey you're overstepping your boundary right now. This is not your lane. Please enter your lane. You have to kind of be rough with it. Say, I'm not going to be fearful of something that has nothing to do with you. (laughs) I like to do that. I like to talk to fear like it's a person. I'm like, this has nothing to do with you. So can you see your way out of my conversation, please? Thank you.
1: No, that's really me with battling insecurities. And I feel like You know, insecurities and fear, you know, obviously they work hand in hand. They're like twins or they're really close cousins or something, because when one comes, so does the other. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like to look in the mirror and talk to myself. That may seem weird, but it's a way of giving myself a reality check. I let myself be honest with myself. It's like I read myself in the mirror so that I can tell myself, you know, you're being stupid about this, right? And it actually helps because <laughs> I'm my own worst critic. So if me, as my own worst critic, can tell me, hey, you're actually the bomb.com and you're awesome, then. I kind of shut the other part of myself up. That's not really me. It's other stuff that's disguised as me, but it's still there. So I love personifying it. That is key. Brown girls personify it. Like we said last week, you're not going to let someone kick in your door and you just look at them. (laughs) You're not going (laughs) to do that. (laughs) You're not. right. Okay. Absolutely.
0: All right, so we got rid of fear. What's next, yeah. doc? The last one on the list is to create goals. Like you you can go nowhere fast if you don't have a specific endpoint. For example, if you're standing in a room and someone tells you to walk in a direction to the door, right? There's one door in the room. A straight line, you got to walk in a straight line to the door. You know how to do that. If they put a chair in front of you, you know how to make like a beeline and then go, you know? But if someone tells you to walk anywhere in the room with no direction um, to where the end point is, if they put a chair in your way, you can turn around, you can stop immediately in your path, for example, and not go anywhere because, hey, they put a chair in your way. Or you can turn and go in another direction and go To the window or whatever. But the goal is to get to the door. You need to have an end goal. So that's the point of creating goals. This is a part of facing your fear, too. Create a list of goals, then pick on and flesh out the steps you would need to take. Setting and achieving goals brings a great sense of accomplishment and motivation to keep going. So you definitely, definitely need goals because you can go nowhere. Fast, you can set your goals and go little baby steps, but at least you're going in the right direction.
1: Okay, I believe in myself. I done set my goals. I feel good. I feel motivated. I have the right crew behind me. I got my morals and standards set up. Okay, fear she ain't even in the back seat. Sis is tied up in the trunk <laughs> with her mouth, with her mouth bound. Okay, we not even about to talk to sis. Okay. Now we have to follow through. Yeah. And I love to tell people I am an executor, not an executioner, an executor. I execute, I get the job done. Whatever the job is, I'm going to get it done. I don't know if it's the Trini in me. I don't know if it's because I've had to work for everything I have. I don't know where it comes from but I've always had it. I've always wanted to be the best at whatever I do. And now that Dr. Candace has given me the tools that I need to believe in myself, Brown Girls, I want to share with you on how you now follow through with all of the skills that you just learned and all of the enlightenment you've just gone through. How do you take all of that, ball it up, Put in your gas tank and drive, okay? And drive and do not look bad, okay? You have to commit to your vision. Those goals that you wrote down, you have to take your dreams, turn them into goals, and then complete your goals. And that is what you have to do to use your potential and to actually... Do what you've set your mind on doing. So, how do you commit to your vision? You just do. And I know that sounds like, well, duh. No, it's actually harder than what you think. Like Candace said, entrepreneurs work all day every day, no off days, no break moments. And then they have to schedule it in, but they have to do all of that work. And that is them committing to their vision. Those long nights, the tears, the pain that is committing to your vision. Okay. It's that when you look and they're like, OK, I have the choice to go hang out with my friends and drink margaritas or, you know, go to the playground with my other friends. But I have so much homework that I could be doing. And then you look and you're like, oh, but here's I have homework. I actually have to reach out to these vendors. I have to do this. But those margaritas look really good. Mm, I've been working hard enough. I can do it. And then you throw yourself off because now you feel like you deserve multiple off days. And you do. We all know you deserve it. But is that going
0: to get you to where you want to be? That sounds like opportunity costs. Remember mm. from economics? The mm-hmm. loss of potential gain from the other alternative. So you chose to drink that margarita instead of putting in the work that would actually get you further. Because what is that margarita getting you besides drunk? Exactly. And with Brown girl power hour.
1: We committed to the vision and then we recommitted to the vision. We wanted our vision to look a little different and so we took time to plan on that. And it was a strategic plan. Did we get a little bit of a break during it? Yes, it was much needed. But we got back and and we are back. And I feel like we're back better than ever. That is important. Also, the next step after you commit to your vision, do your research. Like Candace said, that fear, that fear that you have, that fear that you may have let drive that car, that fear can be even kicked off the car. She don't even got to be near the car. Okay, and that is by doing research. The more facts and knowledge you have about whatever you're committing to, the better and more confident you're going to feel about it. Because then let's say, you know, you might need a business loan and you go to the bank, but you've researched. So they might try to hit you with something. They might discriminate you for something. You know, we all know it's hard for black and brown business owners to get loans from the banks. Right. So. If you go in there prepared, you can hit them with, oh, wait, no, I did my research and I know otherwise. They're gonna try. Nobody's just gonna give you anything for free. And some people may, but most of the time, you're not gonna get that. So do your own research, find what works best for you. Even with Brown Girl Power Hour, I'll refer back to it. When Candace and I were starting this, do you know how many podcast like supporting sites there are? Do you know how many recording apps there are? How many editing things there are? And we started this on a budget. I mean, we're still on a budget and we had to find what worked for us. And now we have a whole system. Now we have a system that works for us that helps achieve our goal as well as not Compromise what we are already doing and it works. And until it doesn't work, we're going to keep working on it and we're going to keep doing it. But we can even pause and say, mm, I noticed last week this didn't really go that well. Let's try something this week that might be different. And always evolving. Don't be, you know, scared to change a plan. And in order to change a plan, you got to make a plan. And that's the next step. Make an actual plan, not just the goals. The goals are the first step. You want to accomplish that. Okay, great. How do you do it now? You learn how to do it by doing that research. And then when you're having that little bit of fear, you further research and then you rely on the people around you. And then once you look at the people around you, it further affirms your morals that you have already set for yourself and your standards. It all goes hand in hand. And what I like to do to make a plan is I like to turn off my phone, tune everything out. I love to get a nice agenda because I don't know about y'all, but I need to make sure that I keep all my dates in order. With me being a full-time worker, I'm in a full-time relationship that also happens to be a military relationship, um, I am A pet mom, I am a human being, I am a friend, I am a daughter, I have a lot of hats and roles that I play. And for me to keep all of those roles and responsibilities organized, I have an agenda because it helps me to write everything down. Because then when I'm making my next plan, I can look back at my agenda and say, okay, well, I have this in this schedule, so let me try to, you know, schedule this around that. Don't double book yourself while you're trying to make a plan. It's not going to it's not going to help. When you're making a plan, you need dates. This is due by this date. This needs to be done by this date. If you do it on a date and then you if you do something, you know, on its scheduled due date and it doesn't work out, give yourself an extension and then tell yourself what you need to do by that by the time that extension comes. Hold yourself accountable. And that is the last step. You need to hold yourself accountable. It's great to have goals. It's great to have friends. It's great to have the support, the resources, the knowledge. It's great to have all of that. But if you don't hold yourself accountable, you're not going to accomplish your goals. If you decide to do something other than work on or work towards your goal, then you are not holding yourself accountable. If you make yourself a due date and you actually have reasonable time to meet that due date and you didn't meet that due date, you should kind of be upset with yourself. You should kind of be like, "Mm, okay, I didn't make it. Let me do this. Let me hold myself accountable. Okay, I veered off for a little bit. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna refocus. And I'm going to make a new plan. And don't be scared to revise and change your plan in order to help make you more accountable. If you know that you could only handle one goal a week or one due date a week, then do that. Schedule around yourself. The great thing about being, about believing in yourself and doing your own thing is you dictate your own due dates. You. Make your own schedule. Nobody's telling you to do this because you want to do this. You're telling yourself to do this. The only person you can expect to hold you accountable as well as support you, even when people aren't available, is yourself. That's the only person that you can truly change, uplift and dedicate to is yourself. Candice, what do you think about that?
0: I think that was beautifully said. Beautiful. You have to hold yourself accountable. You can't just give yourself free passes for real. You have to do it when you don't feel like it. That's the part of creating a new habit that people don't like. You're not going to always feel like it. So just get out there. You have to decide, then get out there and just do it. Like you said in the beginning, you just got to do it.
1: You just got to do it. And even today with the podcast, Candice, and with us recording it, I am tired. Okay. After that l- nice little walk I did with my pup, eating, you know, doing, oh, I had a meeting with the military group today. Out of all the things that I did, you know, it, it would have been easy to say, Candace, let's record the podcast tomorrow. But I was like, nope, we're going to do this. We're going to knock this out. We owe it to not only ourselves, but our fans. Those of you that really sit there and wait every Monday <laughs> for our episodes to drop. We see you. We love you. Okay. And we do this for y'all. And at any time, if this is not servicing y'all the way that you need it to, then let us know because we're always open to revamping something or adding new topics. But even today, I am so tired mentally, emotionally, physically and I believe in myself, Brown Girls, and that is what has pushed me to record this episode. And not only that, but I love feeding off of Candace's energy. We always have a turn-up session before we start, and that woke me up enough to be like, all right, let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: get it. Let's do it. Remember, beautiful, beautiful Brown Girls, that this takes practice. You're not going to be perfect. Practice makes progress, not perfection. So stop seeing perfection, stop needing the perfection, and just get started. It can be ugly in the beginning. You'll refine it later. Just start it. Whatever it is for you, just start. That was
1: beautifully said, Candace. And on that note, I think that we can wrap up this episode. Brown girls, as always, it's been a pleasure the moral of the story for this podcast is believe in yourself i am ciara it was such a pleasure to speak with y'all this week
0: and i'm candace and we will see you next monday